Hey, it's uh, Friday, the third day of uh, May 2019. Man, a year's going by fast. I don't know about you, but it's really, really going by fast. The other day I had on my uh, TV here in the office, I was watching the Rays, and they were in Kansas City, and uh, they had a uh, game that uh, was called, and so they had a doubleheader, and they lost both games. So they wound up splitting it 2-2 against Kansas City and uh, because it's uh, – I guess Kansas City's in the National League. They had to kind of make sure they got that game pulled in. That was disappointing. But we're as of yesterday, we still had the second best record in the uh, in the uh, Major League Baseball. Couldn't believe it. Minnesota's number one. Minnesota. You believe in that? Oh my goodness. Well, anyways, we're going to talk today about restaurants. We're going to talk a little bit about grocery stores. We're going to talk about uh, the the whole industry when it comes to reevaluating their space needs. And uh, we're going to look at the rising demand for deliveries, which is really taking off like crazy. We're going to kind of blend all that together, do my shaggy dog connecting dots and give you some opinions on some things. But hey, since we're an investment advisory firm and since that's what I do, I got to do this little disclaimer. So we'll be right back in 60 seconds. If you want to use those fast forward buttons and skip through twice, you can do that, but I got to go through this. Here we go. Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. All rights reserved. Rebroadcast or distribution prohibited without expressed written authorization. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This broadcast does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read and all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. So one of the items I've been looking at here is the uh, rising demand when it comes to efficient delivery. I had, for example, uh, this pad that I'm using on my desk. For those of you who are watching live on Facebook, you can see this. For those who are listening, you can't see it. Maybe I'll take a picture and I'll put it up here. It is a um, pad that I saw a guy using on uh, YouTube. And it's just a cutting board pad and it makes, it's just really handy to use because it helps me square things up on camera and that sort of thing. So with that being said, there's just a lot of different things that are efficient and effective. We're always doing efficient and effective things. And it came by way of the U.S. mail. Okay. The mail delivered it. I got it online. My son got it for me on um, Amazon. And uh, today we are able to do a few more things. We added some more technology to the office, multi-camera shoots and a couple different things that um, we're eventually going to be adding. Probably a total at some point in time, uh, a steady every, well, here's what we're going to do. Every single person in my office, the, the desk configurations are all being changed. No longer having traditional desks. Everybody is a multimedia expert. They have to be. And uh, what we're doing is every workstation winds up being a broadcast studio. I mean, I just can't believe that the, the technology that has changed over the years is kind of freaky. But um, it's not something for the um, 
If you don't like keeping up, it's pretty tough. I, I will say that. So, but the same thing that we're doing here, I mean, I've got a big, big office and the amount of space that we're not using anymore is just, it's really large. I mean, it quite literally is causing me to reevaluate a lot of the things that we've done. And the very same thing is going on with grocery stores. So a lot of places are having some, you know, space utilization reevaluation because everything has to be efficient and people want it now, you know, deliver, deliver, get it to me, get it to me. And if you uh, don't get it to them in a quick manner, um, people will, um, will leave and that's all there is to it. So with that in mind, let's talk a little bit about restaurant spending. Because grocery stores and restaurants are kind of competing for the same space, right? Let's think about this. We eat. We want to eat. And most people don't prepare their food efficiently and effectively in any way, shape, or form. So you tend to go out to a restaurant. Restaurant spending is now 15% of total sales out there. 15%. And, uh, I, I, you know, that's just, I mean, this is total... <laughs> total retail sales. Now, when it comes to retail sales, okay, and it comes to total sales, it's 15%. But when we break it down into just food, beverage, prepared meals, restaurants, dining out is is going up. It's it's at almost 25%, 24.2%. Okay, so what is that? So what, Paul? So what? Well, here's the thing that, one of the things that I do, I'm a sector-based investor. And as an investment advisor, we, we focus on very methodical, a very methodical process using capitalization and also using then uh, sectors in how we do things. And we, we look at sectors. So I, one of the things I got to do is I got to look at how a sector is performing compared to other areas. Again, in the area of dining out, food preparation, we've got to consider the growing importance of dining out. Now, when there's a recession, people tend to pull back. They tend to buy mac and cheese, right? That kind of stuff. Now, just because there's a correlation does not mean there's a causation. That's a that's a very important concept. Correlation does not necessarily mean there's a causation. But when you're forecasting, you're connecting dots, what you got to do is you got to look at what would be a good investment in terms, not just of an individual company, but in, in the, the sector, like I said. So one of the things that's going on out there is a dine kitchen only, no dining rooms, kitchen only. Now, Domino's was really one of the pioneers in that area. And a lot of people don't realize and give credit to Domino's for what they did years ago. You, know, you had Pizza Hut. Everybody remembers Pizza Hut. Everybody probably has a Pizza Hut at some point. But Domino's said, no, man, we're not, you don't dine in. You just get it or we deliver it. And that's it. Pretty radical. Rad, right? Man's rad. But the thing is, what we're also seeing is space utilization. So a, a, a kitchen only no dining. They're about a third of the size of a typical restaurant, around 2,000, 2,500 square feet. So a big full-size restaurant might be around you know, 5,000 to 7,500 square feet. My office building is, is five over 5,000 square feet. 5,000 square feet. Let's just call it that. And I quite literally could uh, quadruple the size of staff and we'd still be very comfortable. I don't know about that. No, that's probably an exaggeration. But we could dramatically increase staff. I got all the room in the world, but we don't need to do that. We, in fact, I've, I have dramatically cut staff as time goes along. In fact, uh, and the, the technologies out there is just amazing. I mean, it's just, it, you know that I know that. But now we're starting to see concepts such as shared kitchens, okay? No dining in, just a kitchen and shared kitchens. So it's all about cost containment. And you might have, and I'll tell you where you see a lot of these things. You'll see these kinds of things in shopping malls where you have food courts, okay? That's where you start to, you've seen some of this shared kitchen space. So when it comes to the future of of grocery stores, restaurants. We got to crunch the numbers and we've got to look at not just the quantitative, that's the numbers. We also got to look at the qualitative. Okay. What are people thinking? 43%, around 43% of all coffee and snack shops are um, simply 
get and go. 41% of family restaurants, they get and go. 39% of casual restaurants, get and go. 35% of fine dining restaurants, same thing, get and go. But the bottom line is people are wanting a nice meal and they want to get it and go, get back out, out get home. So people are saying, well, what about from an investment standpoint? Well, a lot of people are investing in off-premise site construction, okay? These places are just expanding. Like I said, 43, 41, 30. The, the number of places that are growing are just expanding dramatically. So you have what's called commercial real estate. And if you follow that fairly closely, like, like we do, I have, uh, let's see, I have four solid real estate. One we've uh, sheltered. We have four real estate investment trust portfolios here at our firm. We have uh, residential. We have uh, commercial. We have uh, industrial office. And then we have one that takes all three of them, combine them together. And then we have one we we actually have it still. What's called, you know, what I call it, my big boys, my big boy REITs. Okay. But the bottom line is e-commerce is really changing things. And so e-commerce is changing the commercial real estate area. E-commerce is changing household living styles. I mean, you're getting more and more people who are doing things and saying, you know, I don't know if I want to live rural because they deliver packages. If I live in a suburb, if I live, oh, I got a, I got a place, have my packages delivered to Package delivery is becoming a whole thing. You know, there's, it's a whole, everybody's seen the videos of people stealing stuff. So the bottom line is e-commerce currently takes up about 15% of total retail sales, total, lock, stock, and barrel. And it's going to increase. There's no doubt about it. So what I think we're going to see here is a concept called Marry Me. Now, Marry Me means, I, and I've said this for years and years and years, and I think the problem is we're just now beginning to have people figure it out. And it's something that, to be very blunt with you, I, if you've listened to our podcast, I have said this repeatedly. The failure to marry one industry that's consistent with another is just mind-blowing to me because there are some things that just make sense. So I'll give you a quick quick one. The other day I was talking about, uh, let's say, uh, Office Depot and Staples, those kinds of stores. Why they did not years ago get into the co-working uh, business where you could have an office and you could, you could do business, come and go, uh, and you put a coffee shop in there. Now, bookstores years ago didn't have coffee shops, and those were little tiny. But smart mom and pop bookstores are still around because they have an atmosphere. They know you. They may charge a little bit more. It's like uh, you have mail years ago with uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. You might remember that. And the bottom line, the bookstore around the corner, those places would have made it if they would have just simply thought ahead and done some forecasting and thinking about what what did they need? What did their customers want? You know, I, I got news for you. I don't think I ever, well, it's not ever. That's an exaggeration. But I'll bet you at least 50% of the time when I go into Barnes Noble, I go to Starbucks and I get a cup of coffee. Why? I don't feel comfortable walking in with a drink. And uh, that's just not right. But what I do get is a cup of coffee and I mosey around. I like books. In fact, I'm looking to publish a few more books coming up. And when I do that, we'll be making them public and letting you know about that. But in the meantime, it's a segue. Oh, geez, bookstores are selling what? What else are they selling? Oh, I know what they're selling. They're selling records. Years ago, it used to be tapes, right? CDs. They still do that, but they sell records. Records came back. Go figure. Oh, and they also sell writing utensils. And oh, they sell Kindles and Nooks and whatever those other things are. I got iPads. I don't know everything about that stuff. But I do know that they sell moleskins. And I have a moleskin. I always have a moleskin. My notes are always taken in a moleskin. And they have some cards. So, you know, like, eh, I get a cup of coffee. Somebody's birthday's coming up. And I'm like, I get a moleskin. And eh, I wonder what John Grisham has written. I might as well 
will kill a few birds with one stone, bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. I'm at Barnes Noble. But if I had to go to the card store and then I wanted to get a cup of coffee at a coffee shop and I had to go to the bookstore to get the book, see what I'm saying? There are some things that are congruent, and I think that we're going to see marry me between grocery stores who are looking to improve their in-store and curbside pickup options if they just started thinking. I get a kick out of some of these grocery stores. They have a pharmacy, right? Yeah, they have a pharmacy. And so they have a drive-through for that. But why not for food? Why not have... You you have demonstration kitchens a lot, like go to Publix, they have a lot of demonstration food. I mean, you go to Sam's, they got a food little food place there. I don't think I've ever been into a Sam's where somebody wasn't sitting at one of those godforsaken cruddy tables eating pizza and drink, drinking Coca-Cola and making themselves sick. I mean, look, the reality in life is people want it fast. Now, a couple times lately, I've been to the Starbucks in Wesley Chapel. I think it's on State Road 54. And I've been doing some business. And one of the things I've, I'm, I'm out running around occasionally, I'm trying to do more of that because I've, I've kind of lost the uh, my sniffing dirt, something I call, I, I do periodically. I like to get out and move around. And so by doing that, you you, you know what's going on. So I'm, I'm making a real conscious effort of getting out more and more. And when I'm in the car, the car is basically a command center as well. We've, my son's got it all figured out. So uh, if, just don't don't hit my Mercedes because I think the technology explosion would be unbelievable. But what I noticed like a couple times when I was in the Starbucks in Wesley Chapel, my goodness, they got the efficiency is hilarious. But the number of times that somebody has to get out from the counter and run out front to deliver a specialty coffee, somebody waiting out front is pretty substantial. We were actually there the other day, and I was I was noodling on my on my iPad. And I was thinking about how you could create some kind of a conveyor belt system to deliver. <laughs> Anyways, I can't help but do that. But see, as we go along, people are saying, okay, yep, yeah, call in their order. And I, I, and I saw this quite a, you know, Jill, floppy floppa, chappuccino, wappa, whatever these things are called. I get coffee. I'm just coffee. Plain, I'm boring coffee. I refuse to call them all their names as small, medium, and large. I refuse to do those stupid names. I know, I know, it's just me. But the bottom line is, um, I'm seeing people call out, Jill, Frappuccino number 25, and there's no Jill. About five minutes later, a girl comes in, picks up her coffee from this little rack, is already pre-order, prepaid, and go. I like it. That's cool, right? That's cool. People come in, make a fancy order, pull over, the guy brings it to them. It's all about walking in or walking out and getting it done. So the same thing's going to happen with grocery stores. It's happening more and more. If you go to Sam's, for example, the number of self-checkout, they finally got that technology pretty well. It's huge. You know, we all, we all go to Sam's and we buy some of the big things. I've always been amazed at people. I can get in and out of Sam's at the checkout line in, in less than five minutes because I shop and I put the barcodes up and when I go through, boom, 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 I take it and I'm done. Other people are like, uh, where's the barcode, Mildred? I don't know. Uh, well, Fred, if you had just simply put it up and we are in there, oh, shut up. <laughs> I love watching people shop. But again, grocery stores are always going to be a pivotal part of food, and it's going to remain that way for a long, long time. It's always going to remain pivotal. But here's a key thing. About 50%, 50.3% actually, of all consumers, their food dollars are being spent at restaurants. Now, that's a big deal because the other 49.7%, well, that's at grocery stores. So restaurants are now ahead of grocery stores. That's important because back in the early 2000s, 50, 2000, give or take, again, 55% of all of your shopping was done at a grocery store. So when you look at an investment standpoint, you have to step back and look at the numbers, the quantitative. But when a recession hits, okay, when a recession hits, and you know what? It will happen. It's just a matter of time before a recession will <laughs> cause some real serious problems. And when it does, people tend to have knee-jerk reactions. Oh. 
And they tend to not go out nearly as much as they used to. So one of the things when you're looking at an investment portfolio, a lot of people, I just had a conversation with a, a, a fella, focused on the individual stock, not the sector. You got to be concerned about things. Do you look from the bottom up? Do you look at the companies and then what sector? Or do you look from the top down? What index, what industry, what sector, what geographical location? I We go from the top down and I, I pretty well stick at the sector area. And in a podcast coming up, I'm going to give you a study that uh, talks about the performance of, on a buy and hold basis of the stocks that have been listed since 1926. Well, I think it's in, uh, in New Mexico or Arizona. A professor, mm-hmm. I've read the entire study, looked oh, absolutely did a great job. He peels the onion off of some common misconceptions that are out there. I'll give that to you pretty soon. Yeah, come back and check on it. But here's the thing. That's how you make money is looking at these big, big trends. One of the things I'm very fortunate to have is clients that actually give us some information and tell us things. I got friends that are actively involved in saying, hey, are you aware of this sort of thing? So grocery stores and dining out and uh, space utilization and how that applies to the fact that you have a lot of these retail centers are real estate investment trusts. So you you own these things. And in your 401ks and 403bs and 457 plans, what do you own? You own some real estate and you have uh, positions and, and you make or won't make money based upon how people are eating. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is to it. So this is all interconnected. And it's funny when you start to, again, mind map and pull everything together. Don't just think in a linear mode. How you start seeing, okay, there's opportunities here. There's opportunities there. This is how this is going to work. And that's what we do. If you don't like doing this kind of stuff, I would encourage you to consider using a true fiduciary. Don't try doing it yourself. It takes time, money, and effort. I mean, Right now, I have a house that uh, is, uh, we're uh, restoring, remodeling it. Um, I'm trying to get rid of all my real estate that I own. If I, I don't, well, that's not true. I'll buy land all day long, but I don't like buildings. And I, I'm trying to get to the point where I get rid of all my buildings. Just give me cows, windmills, give me solar farms. Go ahead and take the oil. You can uh, sell the grazing rights. I like land, but when you put buildings, buildings mean people and people mean problems. So I don't want that. But I got something, I got a big project in process right now. It's amazing what's going on. I got a nice person doing it. Great, guys, great, great, great job. But that's not the point. It takes time, time, money, and effort. And so you can make your big bets and big ideas, delegate efficiently and effectively, and uh, use a true fiduciary. I think we should get out of here. What do you say? Let's do that. This has been episode 40 of Connecting Dots. Thank you for listening. Please visit our sponsor, Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, at fixedcostinvesting.com. That's fixedcostinvesting.com. We got love that will never need to hide. Love will always rise above. Whatever comes, we will be just fine. If I am yours and you are mine, take my hand and let's fly away. To another galaxy Hold me close, I want to feel your love Together we are free Just be with me Just be with me Just be with me Now we're one with the sun over our heads And at night we'll be the stars We can go any place that we want to I don't care if that's too far Take my hand and let's fly away To another galaxy 
me close, I want to feel your love Together we are free Just be with me Just be with me Just be with me All rights reserved. Reproduction prohibited without written authorization.